0: Hello friends, I'm Luke and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org.
1: Good morning. So, several years ago, I heard a podcast of This American Life. And my my mind keeps returning to this particular episode that I heard. I found it online. It was from the 90s, so I don't think it was that long ago that I heard it. Um, The podcast followed an essay that Toby Lester wrote for the Atlantic Journal about paying attention to the sounds around him. Lester had just moved to a new apartment and noticed that not only did it feel different to live in this new space, it sounded different. He started paying attention to what he came to call secondhand music. The hum of his refrigerator, the drone of the microwave, the beep of his alarm clock. When he went to his office, he noticed and listened to the constant humming of the machines and appliances around him. So he began then to research tonality and chords, learning what it automatically does to our hearts and minds when we hear different combinations of notes humming together, what it does to our minds and hearts, whether or not we choose it or know it. Some chords or note combinations create uneasiness in us, for example. Some create satisfaction or relief. So he began to wonder what this secondhand music, this humming of machines all around him was doing to his emotional state as it hummed in the background throughout the day, immersing him in harmony or in dissonance. It's meaningful on a lot of levels to look at what, what is humming in our backgrounds, the tones and pitches in our ears all day, what the visual space around us is doing to us, how the constant inner monologue inside of us is treating us, how all of these inner and outer landscapes and soundscapes are forming and informing us, There are so many layers of these stimuli, the sensory input, this inner stream of thoughts and emotional content all around us, it can feel overwhelming. Or, often, we might just not notice it at all. It's just all we hear and all we speak. We might miss the layer underneath all of the other layers, which is the layer of the hum of the Holy Spirit. We heard in our reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, we don't know what we should pray. Another good translation of this verse reads, we don't know how to pray as we ought. I definitely identify with this. My prayers can feel like they're trying to happen in the midst of Etta James' song at last laid on top of polka music. Or like Friday afternoon heavy traffic mixed with Elton John. I actually had the experience of trying to write this sermon in a coffee shop that was blasting 90s pop rock. And so I put in my earbuds to listen to Spotify's chill lo-fi study beats uh, to try to cover it up. But instead, I just heard all of it, chill lo-fi 90s pop rock. This can be what my experience of prayer is like. But in his letter to the Romans, St. Paul once to carve through all those layers of sensory input and emotional input. He wants us to look below it, to remind us of the resonance from which we were created and which has known us from the beginning. Dive down, St. Paul says. Stop and see if you can notice the musical texture of the Holy Spirit's low hum all around you. Paul tells us, that God the Father searches hearts and finds there in our hearts God's own spirit, and that that spirit is praying within us and for us, a low, wordless groan. This is the deep hum of the Holy Spirit at a frequency at which words would make no sense. It is a low harmonization that surrounds us and sings us. God called those whom God knew in advance, which is of course everyone, because really who does God not know? God called those whom God knew in advance, and God called us, Paul says, according to God's purpose. In this purpose to which we are all called, is to be conformed to the image of God's Son. And that is another way of saying that we are all called to be formed into the same shape of God's beloved Son, who is the image of God. We are called into God's family to be shaped like Christ, the Beloved. We are called to be Beloved-shaped, to be brought into the life of God. And the Spirit answers this call from within us, from within our prayers. So when we pray, our task is not to find the right things to say or the right way to pray. Our task is to somehow participate in that low hum, which is the Holy Spirit praying for us and within us to God the Father. Our invitation is to notice that hum permeating our life, becoming the first-hand music underneath all of that second-hand music. Our invitation is to come to harmonize with it. When we pray, our small voices are launched inside the symphony of the triune God and into the love constantly flowing around within the self of God this gathering up that the Holy Spirit does of our voices. This begins to make us Christ-shaped. God the Father announces the invitation, the Spirit accepts it together with our spirit, and this forms us into the shape of Christ, who was the first one to accept the call at the beginning of time. And we don't just do this on our own. The call is for each of us, yes, but it is also for all of us as a collective. We can lean on one another's prayers. We can hear the song of the Holy Spirit within each other. When we all, as a church, enter into the song of the Holy Spirit, we are becoming the body of Christ. So when we gather around the font in a minute and pray together the prayers of the people, this is what is happening. And when we gather for the Eucharistic prayer and to take communion together, this is what is happening. Even if we are distracted, or confused, or hurting, or doubtful. And this God who catches us up into God's own self through the prayers of the Holy Spirit within us, this is the God whom Paul says, from whom Paul says nothing can separate us, not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. Nothing can separate us from God's love in Jesus Christ our Lord.